Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. Today, I want to talk about faith. What is faith? Faith is trusting God to do or act in your life outside of what you can do. Having faith that he is there to support you and guide you, to know that this a situation that you're in, like I'm facing the Crown Court next year, and the enemy, Satan, keeps bringing all these negative thoughts into my head that this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And I have faith that the Lord is back behind me 100% because I'm being lied about. As an evangelist, a man of God, the enemy has come through people and lied about me. And the truth will come out. That's the faith I have. Last time I was in the dock, about four or five months ago, for a management hearing, I sat in the dock a bit intimidated and I felt God's presence all around me. It was like a shield going around the dock and God was there with me in there. He was literally in there with me, right? And I burst into tears. How do I know God was there? Because when God, when you're in God's presence, you flood with tears. You are so relaxed and so at peace. It's amazing. That's the presence of God. Because it heavily convicts the flesh of sin. Because the flesh is sinful. The spirit that we are, if we're born again. By the way, I quote again and again. If you're born again of water and spirit and you're being changed in sanctification, you will have this experience. It's incredible. So I'm going to give you two examples of faith. The first one would be you've got a car like me um, and you cherish it because it's a useful tool. You don't worship it. You don't idolize it. You'll give it up tomorrow if you had to. Right. You've got a car and you've got to drive to a city. And in this city, the only place to park is notorious for crime, car theft, you name it. Right. Your faith is that strong. You'd park it bang in the middle, pray over it. Tell the Father, I'm leaving my car here, Lord. You'll take care of it. I know you will. In Jesus' name, amen. That's the faith you've got. You'll park it up. You'll leave it. Walk off. Do your business. And I guarantee nothing will happen to your car because of your faith. Now, someone without faith would just find a multi-story car park with CCTV, security guards in a poshest area and say they have faith. No, they don't. Faith is trusting in God. Number two. Number two example would be someone, you've just been diagnosed with cancer or terminal ill disease and they told you you have to have a major operation as soon as possible or you have to get on these drugs or have chemotherapy. Someone with faith will go, no, I'm turning to God. So on one side you've got God, the other side you've got mankind and his understanding with drugs. And there's many examples of this in the Old and New Testament, and I encourage you to find them. The thing is, I won't tell you scripture all the time, not because I don't know it, I do. But I want you to read the Bible, because a lot of people go to church, they don't even read the Bible. They say they know Jesus, but they've never read what he says in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Right? So therefore, how do you love him? How do you know him? How do you know he warns what he says in Matthew? He warns people, if you don't follow me, on the day of judgment, I'm basically going to say to you, I don't know you. Off you go. And these people actually think this won't happen. It will. I guarantee it. You follow Jesus. You become sanctified in the Spirit. And that's an act of free will. So you want to change. And then the Spirit enters you after you're baptised in water. And then you'll be baptised in the Spirit. That's when the Spirit will then start working. you will become and start having gifts. That's how sanctification changes you. It's not something you just sign up for with a name. Right, and then hope for the best at the end, like a lot of Catholics do, and a lot of religious people do. These people are deceived, they're going to go to the lake of fire. Because if you're not being sanctified, being changed, you cannot go to heaven. This is what Jesus said. 
In John 3, 5, you must be born again of water and spirit. I've said this so many times. He himself said this must happen. But you'll get people use Acts 2 when everyone around Peter, the Gentiles and Jews were baptized in the spirit. So they will say, well, if that happened then, this can happen now. No, that was unique to Peter's ministry. Don't take scripture out of context, but people do because this is 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3, 1. Bear with me. Sorry, that was 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 to 3. So, this is what people are like. And I'm telling you straight, right now, that's not faith. Alright? You must have faith to get through this life. You must have faith because of the persecution that you're going to face. I'm getting it all the time as an evangelist, a frontline soldier for the Lord. You know, there was a book called, um, I won't say too much about this, there's a guy called A.W. Tozer, uh, pastor during the 50s. And he, he made a sermon about the saints must walk alone. Type that into YouTube, the saints must walk alone. I'll tell you this, when I listen to that, I burst into tears, because that's just my walk all over. And many of you will have the same walk. Everyone must walk alone. Why must you walk alone? Because if you don't walk alone and walk the pack all the time, the Lord can't do individual work in you. He can't change you in sanctification. You have to experience loneliness. You have to be persecuted. You have to walk with him. It walk has Jesus walked. This is what Jesus basically said. Imitate me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Be my disciple. Repent, repent, repent. And as you become and be like Jesus, you're going to go through what he went through. All the persecution, suffering, sadness, rejected by people, mocked by people, laughed by people persecuted, killed, raped, murdered, everything you're going to get. This is the path of an evangelist. This is the path of a saint. Anyway, so faith. Those examples I gave you are just two examples of what faith is. Imagine faced with cancer. And actually, I was faced with something about four years ago. I was very sick and I had the opportunity to go on these drugs. It was, um, I can't remember what it was now. I just couldn't sleep, I don't think. Anyway, so they, they gave me some they went to give me some medication for sleeping problems. And I sat there and I said to myself, No, I trust in you, God. I trust in you, my Lord, with all my heart. I put these in a bin. And within no time at all I was sleeping. Because that's called faith. I turned to God. I didn't turn to mankind and your understanding. Jeez, God says to me, Lean on me, understand me. This is Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, Proverbs one. Read the book of Proverbs. Read the book of Proverbs all the way through the 10. The wisdom is fantastic. Right? He says, lean on me. Lean on my understanding, not yours. Right? In other words, stop thinking for yourself and think how I want it done. Listen to me in the spirit. Walk with me. This is what he wants. So faith is very straightforward. And I see a lot of Christians, so-called Christians, I say, that say they follow Christ. They don't. I can't see them following Christ. And I honestly say to myself, you're not my brother or sister. Because you're not walking with Jesus, you're walking with Satan. You seem to think your opinion and what you do is, is important. It's not. It's irrelevant. Faith, guys. Faith is everything. If you haven't got it, you're stuck. And don't say to me, oh, I've got faith, but you run off and take the vaccine for COVID-19. That's not faith. If you know, The Lord said to me in the dark, in my dream, I heard him say, those who belong to me will not take it. I've said this many times before. And you think about that logically, right? Those who do belong to him have so much faith, they won't need to take it. And they will know not to take it because they are his. Very simple stuff. 
but you'll you'll meet so many Christians. Oh no 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 no! I took it because God told me to, or I took it because it's the right thing to do. No, you took it because you want to submit to the system. You don't want your life shut down. You don't want to be segregated. Which, by the way, all Christians are going to be segregated. You're going to be literally pushed out. The Bible warns you about this: that you are a separate people, a separate kingdom. You don't do what they do in the world. You are going to be picked on. You're going to be laughed at. Jesus warned about it. The apostles warned about it. And if you're worried about that, then you're not following Christ, are you? Right? Because this is the price you have to pay. Are you prepared to give up all your life for God? Most of you are not. Therefore, you're not going to be with him. Simple as that. 1 John 2 verse 15. He who loves the world does not love the Father. Anything in the world you love. If you love living here and you love being here, then you won't be going to heaven. Because you don't love the Father, do you? I hate it here. Every day I wake up. I don't want to be here. I felt very emotional this morning in a dream. And I said to the Father, why am I here? I know why I'm here. The Lord has told me countless times. For, for my qualities, for the Lord. There's things about me, the Lord has said to me, my ministry is very important to him. Right? There's very few direct, assertive people around today. I will tell you anything straight. I will not back down. I will not compromise. Jesus, none of the apostles ever compromised. You'll never find that in the scriptures. Guaranteed. So it's hard, believe me. I get very emotional. I'm a very emotional guy. You know, and I was born to be like that. I've been alone most of my life and my mother died at the age of 16. She was the only person in this world that really loved me. And I felt secure around. But when I met Jesus, I feel completely secure. But I'm in this flesh and we were made to have fellowship with people. We were made to have, you know, a wife and kids. But that's not my calling. Because we're in the end times now. My character in this world will not get on. Right? I don't get on anyway, because I don't think and act like they do out there. So imagine me having kids and telling my kids, do not listen to that. You are born male or you're born female. That's the end of it. Don't get me started on this transgender thing. I will be doing a podcast of that in the new year when I'm prompted by the Spirit. But it's very clear. You are born male or female. You're not born a transgender. You're not born gay. That's of the devil. right? And any Christian who lives in that, and teaches that you are not a Christian, you're a child of Satan. Finished. Just look at the Old Testament and you listen to what God says in there. Same God, difference is he became flesh in the new covenant, right, and took it all on the cross. To those who believe in him will have eternal life, but his standards and his values have never changed. Read the scriptures. Most of you don't, that's the problem. That's why you lack faith. Because you listen to the pastor or listen to the guy at the front of the church and you're hoping for the best. Well, I'll tell you this. If you're one of those, you are going to go to the lake of fire. Read your Bible. Starting with Matthew, my recommendation, the New King James Version. Fantastic book. Pretty clear as far as I'm concerned. And if you're seeking the truth, you'll find it. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, faith is everything. And those two little examples are just two little examples I can give. Um... I could give another example. It's like being on a plane going across the world, right? And I remember when I, before I got saved, I was on a plane. And I remember hearing one of the engines cut out. No one heard it. I heard it. And the whole plane started to change. Now, I wasn't really bothered really because my attitude at the time was if I die, I die. But now, right, if I was on a plane and all the engines cut out, right, and everyone said, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not going to die. My body would die, but my, me, my soul was going to heaven. That's the blessing I have. That's the confidence I have, 100%. But I would have faith and I would pray in the name of Jesus. I'd get up in that 
aisle and I'll pray in the name of Jesus, Father, save this plane. Now I command in the name of Jesus, this plane is saved. And I guarantee you, 100%, that plane wouldn't crash. 100%. Because there's a man of God on there and he loves me. And he loves you if you belong to him. That's faith. 100%. You could put a gun in my face. face, And I'll say to him, yeah, I won't die unless the Lord wants it. And I've heard so many testimonies of people having the same experience. There's a guy somewhere in the Middle East who was a Christian and basically had a gun stuck to his head. Right, and every time a guy fired it, it misfired. So when he put the gun down, it fired. He put a gun to his head again, it misfired. Because he was a son of God, he was son of the Most High. He had full faith in him. Right, full faith in the Lord. That he wouldn't die that day. And he didn't. He was that, the guy firing the gun was that shocked. He actually got on his knees and repented and became a Christian. That's called faith. But I'll tell you this, if you don't have faith, and you go squirreling like a little girl, like there's like someone I know who's 40 years a Christian, right? Sitting in front of me with a fear of someone who's lost in the world of execution by Muslims, right? God will let that gun go off. God will let the gun go off. Bang. Because you're no use to him. You're no use to him whatsoever. Bang, you're dead. Right? Do you go to heaven? Doesn't look very good. I wouldn't want to be you, like. Right? That's the way you got to look at it, guys. And if you can't accept that, then I'm, I'm sorry, you're not reading the right Bible. You're reading something else. Jesus makes it very clear. You are to imitate me. You are to walk after me. You are to chase me. If you don't have faith, it can be given to you. But it's by trusting in God. You've got to give God that trust. You've got to surrender everything to God. And he will give you faith. He will give you strength. But if your heart's not for him, he won't. And I meet hundreds of people like that. They all wear the Christian name tag. They all run around with Christian t-shirts on. These people are going to hell. It's like the best example I can give. I met someone yesterday who says he's ex-SAS, right? Special Air Service, right? Now, I met him because I was looking for a house. And we got talking. And I said, I'm ex-military. I'm, I'm getting this property because I'm ex-military. He said, oh, I'm ex-army. And he mentioned he was in a tank regiment. He was assigned to such and such SAS. He got that wrong. He didn't even mention 2-2. What I'm trying to get at was he lied and said he was SAS, that he got shot and he's getting this and this is happening and that's happening. I was a guy that went into the Iranian embassy in London and I shot the guy in the toilet. My name's Tony, right? All I'm hearing in the back of my mind is Walter Mitty. Liar, liar, liar. Wearing the SAS t-shirt, but I guarantee you this, if he was round the real McCoy, the real SAS, his lips would be shut. He wouldn't say anything. He would actually just leave because he would be caught out and found out. And that's exactly what's going to happen on Judgment Day. All of these people that claim to be Christian, right? God will separate the goats from the sheep. Now, the goats and sheep parable in Matthew 25, 31 to 46, I believe, that is talking about the goat nations, right? But it's the same parable you could use. The goats and the sheep. He will separate the true lambs of God away from the wicked ones. And the wicked ones are going to the lake of fire. And they're all acting like Christians. So mark my words, guys, if you're not walking right with the Lord, you will be sifted out and God will allow Satan to sift you out. And believe me, he'll even send a man like me in to challenge you. So you better know your scripture and you better, if you profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you better be born again of water and spirit. Because if you're not, he's going to put pressure on you. He'll sift you out. And what's what happens? You'll either fall into some false denomination like the Mormon Church or Jehovah Church or Salvation Army Church and believe in their pagan crap, right? Or you'll be following a proper 
Christian church and having a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the Lord. Simple as that. That's called faith. So I suggest you get on top of it. Father, I pray, Lord, over this message that, Lord, people listen to you, Lord. That they turn to you, Lord. That they understand, Lord, that you are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And we are not to fool you, try and fool you, Lord. That we are supposed to be children of the Most High. That we are to honour and love you, Lord, and be loyal to you, Father. That there is no other than you. There is one God, one Lord, one salvation, one faith, Ephesians 4, 5. One faith, one Lord, one God. There is no other. We are to trust in you and have faith in you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name over this message that people submit to you and have faith in you, Father, that you are not a God of confusion, that you are straight down the middle, Father. You have standards that need to be met, and if they're not met, you are quite simply say to us, off you go, as Jesus, you did at the table. The ones that went up, got up to leave. You didn't chase after them, begging them, Lord. You told them, if you want to go, go. So I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father, that people listen to you and submit to you in everything. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Bye. Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good afternoon to those in the world that are not of Christ. I want to give you a good example about what faith is again. I've just had an experience on my doorstep um, with a woman who claims to be a Christian. And I'm just going to give you the example, the difference between a religious person in Christ and a spiritual person in Christ. Now, she is very religious and she's not spiritual whatsoever. Now, she says that she's a Christian. I don't think she is. I think she's massively deceived. However, there's things that she said in the past that you can see the Lord is trying to work in her and he's trying to use me as a man of God to speak to her about so many things. And what's just happened is complete conviction. She walked off convicted massively. So we started to talk about when when I opened up the door because I heard some noises outside my flat door and more my apartment door, the Americans would call it. Um, I heard some noises. So I said, hi, who's that? And she said, oh, it's me. And I saw you doing some cleaning. She said, yes. And she went on a bit about the cleaning. And I said, so uh, she went, you know, I can only do cleaning, Steve, when I'm with our colleagues in the building. We're not allowed to clean when we're on our own. And then this is where we led into having faith so i said so you put your faith in man or along them lines i said to her and she said yeah i cannot i've got to keep myself safe and you've got to protect yourself all the time steve you've got to do this and you've got to do that and i said to her ellen i said my faith is in jesus christ my safety is in jesus everywhere i go i am safe if a man was to walk i didn't say this to her this is what come to me after for this this episode if i was to walk down the street and a muslim or any man pulled out a gun to shoot me I can guarantee you this, that gun will not hurt me. It will not cock and fire because the Lord has got work for me to do here. That's the amount of faith that I have walking as a Christian, a disciple in Christ. That's the faith that you need to have. That's the faith that I've got. I can be driving down the road. I've just said to her, this is an example I said to her, Ellen. I said, I could be driving my car down the road and an articulated lorry loses control. I can guarantee you this. Right? I am completely safe. Not because of the car that I drive, a Volvo being safe. I can guarantee you the Lord will send an angel to push that articulated lorry out the way or to push me out the way. Right? I guarantee it. Right? That's the faith that I have. And then she went completely off on one saying, well, Steve, that's no, no, I don't operate like that. And, you know, I've got to protect myself. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And I said, well, your faith is in Jesus, right? So Jesus protects you. But she was getting so heavily convicted that she obviously can't handle the, how I have so much faith in my Lord. That that's where my faith lies. Her understanding of faith and her 
ability to walk in Christ is by her own protection, not by Jesus. So I said to her, so she said to me, well, Steve, I want to stay here. I want to live here, even though how much I love Jesus and how much I love God. I don't want to go home yet. I want to stay here. Now, then I said to her, so to stay here for what? To serve yourself or to serve Jesus? And she was convicted massively. Basically, what she said to me was that she would rather be here, right, to live her life on this earth and not live it for Christ. That's basically what she said. And if I recall what the Bible says, when we give our lives to the Lord, hence why John 3, 5, hence why the Salvation Army Church that she belongs to doesn't believe in John 3, 5, because John 3, 5, Jesus says you must be born again of water and spirit. The water baptism is you, you as a person physically taking yourself to water to die to your old self, to be buried with Christ. So as you rise from the dead, right? You are now in Christ, serving him for his glory. So it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Right? The reason why she won't be baptised in water. The reason why that church does not accept baptism in water. Because they're all not prepared to give their lives for God and serve God for what he wants, not for what you want. Very powerful. I've only just seen that, actually. That's amazing. And as I'm preaching to you, it makes all perfect sense now. Right? She said to me that she's been baptised in the past. I think she's a liar. She was once part of the Mormon church. She's come out of that and gone into another false denomination and been deceived again because the Salvation Army, even though when they were originally started in the 1800s, even though their intentions were good, right? But it's works-based salvation. You cannot earn your way to the Father. And that's what she's all about. So what she's got and what I've got is two different things. I've got a complete actual walk with the Christ in the spirit as a disciple of God, right? She hasn't got that. She's a religious person seeking the, pra the praises and the pats on the back from people in the world with their carnal minds, thinking as a carnal minds. So basically her faith is in her own understanding, even though God says lean on my understanding, not yours. Right. Her understanding is she must protect herself from whatever around her. And when people live in things like that, it's futile because you, you're at the mercy of Satan. You're literally at the mercy of Satan and the system you live in. And as we know, the UK and America is completely corrupt and wicked. So I don't put my faith in the system in the police force because there's no faith in it whatsoever. It's completely corrupt and wicked. I've mentioned this before. The UK government are completely bent and corrupt. So she wants to put her faith in that. I don't. I put my faith in Jesus. That's what your faith should be. Your faith is in Jesus. Your security for your home is in Jesus. Your physical well-being is in Jesus. Your health your food, your accommodation, everything is in Jesus. And he will protect you if you belong to him. So in John 3, 5, which she doesn't accept, right? You must be born again of water and spirit. The water bit is you are willing to take yourself to be baptized in water. You want to be. When I got saved in the spirit, when I gave my life to the Lord, I could not wait to be baptized in water. I literally ran to the nearest church and I told the pastor and I met him. The Lord brought me to him. He baptized me in the North Sea. I couldn't wait to be baptized in water. And I came up and I tell you this, I felt completely different. A new person. You are in the family. Now you are walking after Christ because you want a war. She doesn't. She likes the idea of being a Christian. She likes the idea of walking with the Lord. She likes the idea of all that love and kisses and hugs and all them things that they talk about in the Western world now. Hillsong worship and, you know, the Seven Day Adventist Church and the Salvation Army Church. Oh, gives a kiss. It's all about the love. Jesus ran around with roses on his head. Uh, no, he didn't. He ran around speaking about the number one topic, hell. And he mentions it even in Revelation 21, verse 8, about those that commit adultery and lies and blasphemers and curses. They're all going to spend their time in the lake of fire. These are Christians. So it's amazing, really, what I've just witnessed 
that little episode there because the Lord has been using me to work in her to convict her left, right, and centre on many on many topics like you know taking the Word of God out of context. Jesus warns about this in Revelation twenty two verses eighteen nineteen. Those who add and take away from my word. Is it Re sorry? Is it Revelation twenty one verses? Bear with me one sec. So yes, it's Revelation twenty two verses eighteen to nineteen. Those who add to my word, I'll add plagues and disease. Those who take away from my word, I'll rub their names out of the Lamb's Book of Life. It's very serious stuff, right? And I convicted her about a week ago, where the Lord convicted her through me, basically warning her, do not take away and add, from, add to my word. Because she was saying that at the end of Luke 24, you know, Mary saw Jesus, Jesus told her this and that. And I said to her, well, that's not what it says. Mary never saw Jesus at the tomb. She saw two angels that said, Jesus is risen. But she's taking scripture out of context. I'm warning every single one of you now. Do not take scripture out of context. Do not add to scripture. Listen to the word and talk from it. If that's your calling, Ephesians 4.11. If you are called to the being evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, that's your calling. If it is, you will know it. But this is what faith is all about. And that on the door just now was the Lord convicting her. Where is your faith? Her faith is in her own protection of the land or the protection of people around her. No, my faith is in Jesus. She said to me, Steve, I've got to protect myself because I don't want to go home now. I don't want to leave here. I want to live my life. And then that's when I said to live your life for who? Jesus or yourself? And then she was even more convicted and just stormed off and left. So basically, she wants to stay here. The, the, the key, one of the key elements of a Christian, right, that all of you who are following Jesus, your first desire is to be with your Lord right now. There's tons of scripture to say that, Colossians 3, 2, Paul says, focus on the things in heaven, not things of the earth. You know, that's a small example. But there's other examples where our heart should be for Jesus first, right? Where our first desire should be to be with him now in eternity. Look at the thief on the cross. When he took ownership of his wrongdoing, what did Jesus say to him on the cross? Today you will join me in paradise. What do you think that's the thief thought of that? Yes, I can't wait. Right, that should be your thoughts. If anything happened to you right now or tomorrow or next week, you'd be thinking, Hallelujah, I'm going home. You'll have no fear of death. She fears death because she's not baptized in the Spirit. She's not walking with the Lord. She's walking in a religious church. And this is what separates Catholics, Church of England, Church of Scotland, Church of America, Church of Bangladesh, whatever. Religious people, this is what separates religious people from spiritual people. Spiritual people follow Jesus in the spirit. They're part of the spiritual church. Yes, you can still go to these religious churches and have fellowship and be a witness. But you, most of these people, like the Lord has said to me, Steve, it's like Moses. Moses must have felt completely lonely around his people. You know, every saint must walk alone. When I've gone to churches, I feel completely lonely because these people are not spiritual. Some of them are, right? And then ones you bond with. But as a man of God, that's my calling. I must walk alone with the Lord. You must all walk alone with the Lord. And when you're walking alone, he works with you. He changes you. He teaches you. He educates you. When you're part of a pack, he can't do that. Because the pack has a hidden agenda. The pack, like a denomination, has a system of believing pattern. You know, like, so for example, I don't know, the Protestant movement, you've got an evangelical church, right? For, for example, one side of it's Calvinism, the other side's Armenianism. Right? The Calvinism have their agenda. The Arminianisms have their agenda. If someone said, well, which one are you? Because there's only one or, one, or, one or the other. I'll say, no, I'm banging the middle. I'm following Christ. I do exactly what Jesus tells me to do in the spirit. That's a man of God. That's Moses. That's Elijah. That's Enoch. That's Noah. That's Paul. That's Matthew. That's Mark. All these men 
We're following Jesus. We're following the Lord. We're following God. And that has got to be you. So this is called faith. Faith is believing in something you can't see and touch. I have full faith that my life is completely protected. If someone went out to get a machete or a gun to kill me, I am completely safe. If the, what's the worst that can happen? I die on the spot. Guess where I'm going? To be with my Father in heaven. My first desire. I want that more than anything. And if you want that more than anything, you don't fear death. You don't fear anything. You don't worry about anything because you're, what's going to happen to you? You're going to be with your Lord. But if you're valuable to God, you're a threat to Satan's kingdom. Right? You're a threat to Satan. If you're valuable in your ministry, you're a threat to Satan. You will be spiritually attacked. You are going to come up against a lot of opposition. You are going to be persecuted. But the rewards are fantastic, especially when you're preaching to people like me. The other night, speaking to a lad who's lost, severely lost in drugs, ex-soldier. right? And literally, the Lord came through me to him for 10, 15 minutes, and it was powerful. It's like, it like time stopped. right? Imagine that guy gives his life to Christ and becomes saved. Imagine that work that you've done. Amazing. That should be your first desire or anyone's desire. But that's the faith I've got. That on this earth, everything I have is taken care of. My accommodation is taken care of. The food is taken care of. My health is taken care of. My protection that she struggled with is taken care of. My faith when I'm driving my car is not in the car that I'm driving, a Volvo that's very safe anyway. My faith is in Jesus that wherever I go, I am protected. Nothing's going to happen to me. And if it happens to me, that's God's will for a reason. Right? But my faith is in Jesus. It's not in the car. It's not in personal protection. It's not in a bodyguard. It's not in a house. It's in Jesus. Everything is in Jesus. That is faith. She has none. What I've just seen on that door is God convict her through me, basically saying, well, where's your faith? Your faith is not in me. She's basically said that she doesn't want to be with the Lord right now. She wants to be on this earth amongst all the filth. Because anyone who says they want to be here and live this life on this earth, about what? The earth is filth. You are a separate kingdom. You're not of this kingdom. And if you're walking with the Lord, and I just well, I quote the other day, if you're walking with the Lord, and the more you walk, walk, and the more you learn, the more you're sanctified, the more you hate this earth, the more you hate the system. She doesn't. So what's that telling you about someone like her? That she's not walking with the Lord. She's deceived. And she's walking with the filth on this earth. She will end up in hell and in the lake of fire if she continues on this path. If she repents, and if you repent, you can be saved. But this is what faith is all about, guys. And I urge you to listen to this message and understand what faith is all about. That there was a perfect example of someone lacking faith. Right? Because she has none. But she will be judged like everybody else. So I strongly urge all of you to listen to this message. Listen to Jesus. Without faith, your walk is nothing. If you don't have faith, you cannot walk the Lord. Right? But religious people will say, well, I don't need faith because I've got this and I've got that. I've got intelligence. She takes praises from people in her church. I've seen it from her. She loves people tapping her on the back. She actually preaches, and I've said to her before, show me in scripture where you can preach to a church. Women can teach women, but they can't preach. They can't have authority over men. This is a separate topic, but it's a very important topic. That our world, the so-called Christian nations, the UK is not a Christian nation anymore. America is not a Christian nation anymore. These nations are in re rebellion against God. God, God has discipline within the church and he has ordained man to be the head of woman as Christ is the head of man and the father is the head of Jesus. This is the way it is and it's never changed. Separate topic for another time. So Father, 
I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, over this message, Lord, please reach out to the people listen to this, Lord, that, Lord, we are nothing without faith in you, that we must have faith in you, that we must put faith in you, Lord. I pray for the people that listen to this, Lord, to give them faith, Father, in you, to trust in you as I trust in you, Lord, that everything in my life is taken care of, that you are in charge, and I shall not worry, Lord, that you are in charge, Father. I pray in Jesus' name, please give people that passion, Lord, to turn to you, to trust in you, to walk after you, to submit to you, and be submitting, sub, submitting completely in every way, Father. It's essential for our walk, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, for power over this message, that faith is the only way in Jesus, that you died for us on the cross, that you were buried and you rose again, that we have faith and trust in you, Lord, that you will redeem us, those who died in you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father. Amen. God bless you all.